All right, red button's on. Let's go. So a lot of people might not know um, there was a um, an incident. Uh, Bravo and I were talking here, just a, having a conversation. There was an incident the other night. I was uh, on travel. I was not at home. I was in uh, New York City. And as everybody knows, we were both involved with the fire service for many, many years. Bravo still is involved, thankfully. You know, he's eligible for the world's fortunate enough to have him. Thank you, sir. Um, Well, like I've always said, man, if I were ever laying on a sidewalk and I looked up and saw you, I knew I'd be okay. But, uh, it means a lot. Thanks. Yeah. That's a true story. Um, I'm sitting there and just, just relaxing. It was kind of like a long day. Just a, whole lot of stuff happened last week just craziness um well you're at work you're doing your thing and you know you don't expect well you know all of a sudden the neighbor's app goes off on your phone you know and i'm looking what's a neighbor's app what's that neighbors it's like the community from like the ring doorbell stuff like like it's a um it's like ring doorbell um Oh, so it's a network that you sign up for on your phone, on your... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like your community. Like you sign up within a geographical boundary for alerts and, uh, you know, other things, right? Isn't that isn't that like Big Daddy's watching or something too? Oh, well, of course. It's like Big Daddy's watching you, but, you know, it is what it is, right? I mean, so it's I'm the best the thing to a closed circuit TV, you know, <laughs> camera closed monitoring system you're going right. to get these days, right? Okay. It's a place where people do share information about things that are going on. Okay. So yeah. that's, that's very localized and it's not about politics. Okay. It's mm-hmm. politics is completely gone. There's nothing to do with it. It's like, holy shit. Did you hear all the fire trucks that just went down uh, route 27? Mm-hmm. No. Why? What the hell? You know, blah, blah, yeah. blah. And somebody who's a firefighter will send a copy of the CAD page over. Right. You know, it's, it's interesting like that. It's, it's just okay. Right. So I'm sitting there and I'm like, Oh, did anybody hear a loud explosion in, in the certain geographical area that might get re- alerts for? Hmm. I'm like, oh, shit. And all of a sudden, all these comments start coming in on this thing. Yeah, I heard it too. I heard it too. It shook the house. It did this. It did that. And I'm like, holy shit. That's got, what the hell would that be? Hmm. So I off to Twitter or X, right? right. Loudoun County Fire and Rescue alert. You know, there's there's all sorts of breaking news. Major house explosion in Sterling, Virginia. Mm-hmm. Multiple firefighters down, like nightmare scenario, would make somebody like you and I just go apoplectic. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, the drone footage started showing up on Twitter. Mm. That explosion was 14.87 miles or so, roughly, away from my house as the crow flies. Hmm. It shook homes for 20 miles. Wow. Firefighter Trevor Brown, 45-year-old volunteer firefighter from Sterling, Virginia, was killed. 11 other of his comrades were very seriously injured. 
So the understanding is that when the alarm went out, it was a it was a hazardous condition. Hazardous meaning something bad can happen. Yeah. It was a propane leak. Now the problem with propane is that it's dense, denser than air, and it collects in a low surrounding area. And it was cold and very, very humid here. Cold and humid? Okay. Yeah. So it's going to cling real low. So it's going to stay low, but it also, because the fire rating of, of propane on the diamond, you know, hazard diamond, it's a four out of a four out of four when it comes to flammability. And, yeah, propane. It's, yeah. And what ends up happening is a spark, a switch, a door, who knows, set it off. Well, let's just say that uh, it, it's been a tough few days um, mm. for first responders. Um, firefighter Trevor Brown was killed on the 16th. Um, Terrible. And, you know, that's really uh, that's really scary. It's mm. really scary. So, huh. yeah. How many of those injuries is, is critical injuries? I mean, are they still in the hospital? Uh, I believe or? four. I believe four of the firefighters were critical. They were flown to shock trauma. Yeah. Um, they had multiple helicopters, and they had. Uh, I turned on the scanner for Loudoun County as quickly as I could possibly get with it. And let me tell you something, my brother. That was some hard business to listen to that radio traffic, God. because it was it was. Um, God bless the uh, incident commander. Um, he was definitely calm and in full control of the entire scenario. Um, they had five May days mm-hmm. and they had to bring in extra writ because they had to dig firefighters out of rubble. Mm. Um, so these are, these are the firefighters rescue team. So they call them writ teams or fast, fast teams. Yep. Rapid you know, intervention team. It's an intervention team that will be not an active part of the suppression where, you know, pulling hose and holding on to hose. You're actually standing by for the firefighters that are actually attacking the fire. And there was no fire at the time until the explosion happened. And then, boom, you know. Well, the, the RIT team, you know, for anybody out there that would think about it would be like, um, Ideally, uh, when we used to run RIT back in the day, mm-hmm. we took the best of the, the cream of the crop to run RIT. When somebody requested an extra RIT team, we sent we sent the A team. Mm-hmm. Because you know, it's a big it's a big responsibility. Well, it's like the special forces, you know, it's it's like a it's like yeah. a, a rescue team, you know. I mean, the Air Force has a has a a rescue PJs. team, you know, like PJs. a yeah. jumper. Or jumpers that do the rescuing or sending in the SEAL team to get hostages out. I mean, these are the best of the best. Well, yeah, we, you know, it was, it was an honor to be put on a RIT team. Mm-hmm. I mean, somebody thought highly of your abilities and right. I was able to do that a couple of times, which is nice. Well, several, but nonetheless, it's been, a, it's, it's just been a tough couple of days for uh, first responders. Uh, later on, on uh, February 16th, there were three DC police officers that were shot. Uh, wasn't it, wasn't it two, two police officers and a paramedic? 
No. Is that another that was one? today. Oh. There were three D.C. police officers shot. Oh, today, uh, today they were. Oh, I'm, I'm thinking of right. the, well, there's been such bad news, you know. It's just terrible. Terrible. I mean, the, there was a there was a person that barricaded themselves into the into a house, mm-hmm. and two police officers and a paramedic were shot dead. Burnsville, Minnesota. It was actually yeah. three police officers were shot. Two are dead. One, one paramedic. paramedic was killed yeah. on the scene. Yeah. Yes. In Burnsville, Minnesota. I used to live there. Mm. So I this is, this is a tough time it. for first responders to have to you know go through all this stuff because we all feel those it. Those, those cops were 27-year-old kids, man. I know. We're old enough to be their parents. It's terrible. Absolutely terrible. But they were doing really things operating. they were doing things that other people would not do. And yeah. they they have honor and they they died doing what they wanted to do, but it doesn't make it any easier. No. Because the idea is that all of us will come home after the shift we need, you know, but sometimes this happens and we don't and we mourn their loss and we respect their honor with, you know, I honor their dedication. No, it's beyond that with me. Mm. It's all of everything that you said, but let me add this. If you've done some really stupid shit, Stupid enough shit to get an awful lot of cops and police and firemen and all the resources coming your way for whatever reason. Stop making life worse for everybody else with your bad decisions. Mm. The cops aren't there because they want to be there. Okay, my friend, Mm -hmm. they're there because you made them be there. This is your fault, Mm. Mr. Asshole who shoots two 27-year-old cops in cold blood and kills a paramedic who's probably never heard a fly a day in his life. It's absurd. Cut the shit. Mm. Another thing, my friend, I spent a week in the South Bronx, as you know, Mm -hmm. as I do from time to time. I stay in a lovely hotel. Mm. It's beautiful. Fantastic place. People couldn't be nicer. It's zombie land outside. Mm -hmm. Brain dead, right? Brain dead? It's It's mainly drugs and you get a lot of mental illness down there like Mm -hmm. out in the open. Uh, And we're going to get to some of the other things I saw while I was there too. And I have a very funny story. (laughs) So Tuesday afternoon, I had to close the the facility because, you know, they had about eight inches of snow and we closed for the day. So I'm sitting there like, I got nothing to do. (laughs) Let's go to downtown, you know, Manhattan. Let's go to go go to a museum. Let's go. Go down into the subway, and all of a sudden, somebody taps me on the shoulder. It's a New York City cop. 
<laughs> he looks at me and he says, hey, how you doing? I says, I'm good. What's going on? He says, he looks at me sternly in the face. He's not a really big guy, a little fella. He's looking up at me a little bit. He says, uh, he says, you know, this is a really bad neighborhood, right? And I'm like, I'm well aware of that. He says, where are you going? I said, I'm going into Manhattan. He says, you sure you want to do that? Mm. Wow. <laughs> That's where we are. That's really where we are. Wow. How do you like that? It, it's it's a sad commentary on society where we're at that's, right now. If that's if that's the the only the only thing that you can do in a situation like that is not go out exploring and learning and but you have to be more concerned about your safety and whether or not you're gonna make it home because the policies and the government rather have a narrative instead of what's best for the people that are living there. Well, my friend, I think the, uh, the people that are allegedly in charge. Okay. I, I think that they lost the, I think they lost the plot a long time ago. Sure. Okay. Because they want power and and they'll do anything to hold on to it. Well, I think you're right, but let's talk about the problems that I saw. Right. Sure. What do you think? I mean, Look, you live in New York. It's no secret. Right. You live in New York. You live Upstate. way away. From okay. <laughs> you spent you spent a share of time in New York City. Probably not as much as everybody would think whenever you tell somebody, hey, I'm from New York. And they're like, oh, New York City. It's like, no, I've been there like once. Remember when you were a kid? Oh, like, yeah. Until you were 20. I've been there once. I don't know. I don't know nothing about New York City. I'm from upstate. I'm from the country. All okay. I know is anytime I go down there. And I know to leave my car at home. One time I did drive a, a Toyota Sequoia through New York City. Jesus. Talk about a white knuckle experience. And you have to fight for every inch of space to get that behemoth through Manhattan. Boy, I was like, I patted myself on the back when I got it home without a scratch, just so you know. Oh, well. <laughs> That's, we'll, we'll get to that in a minute. Right. But so, like, when we were kids and even being from New York, we never spent a lot of time in New York city. We just never did. No. In my professional career, I've been there quite a lot. And in the last year I've been there a lot, a lot, Mm -hmm. like a lot, a lot where the hotel people know me by name and okay. Yep. I've seen a lot of things Mm. in New York city. I've seen a lot of really good people in some pretty tough circumstances by where, where you were saying policies, right? Mm-hmm. The police have stopped policing. Mm. The DAs have stopped DAing for the that, good of the people. That to me is the, the worst part of it all. <laughs> That's right. No one's held accountable. I mean, what the hell? Well, what motivation do the police have to arrest anybody? If the, the, they're just going to keep throwing the cases at the district attorney and the district attorney is going to be like, 
Yeah, yawn. <sighs> Whatever. It's crazy. Right? It's crazy. I mean, we're living in an upside down, down world right now. Land of the two left socks, right? Bizarro world. Unbelievable. I'm going to also tell you something else that I noticed. Everybody says, oh, the South Bronx is so dangerous. Yeah, it is. You could run into your random junkie that wants to take your wallet for money to go buy drugs. And that's actually fairly common. It happens. However, on the subway system, you're just meeting a can. Mm. Don't get on the subways. Big mistake. Should have never done that. Don't know what I was thinking. Not a good idea. Well, what'd you say? Um, a whole lot of people wondering what the fuck somebody that looked like me was doing in their world. Mm. One guy that looked like me that was actually looked like he was the dangerous one. Mm. Okay. So let me tell you something. Your buddy here was nervous. What does that tell you? Well, you definitely shouldn't have been there. Exactly. That was a big mistake. And I apologize to everybody involved in the scenario. Not good. But um, we got problems, my man. It's only going to change with an election coming up in 20 in November. All you hear the cops talk about is the illegals are everywhere and they're screwing everything up. It's a fucking crime wave. Yeah. They don't respect our laws. They didn't get here to they didn't get here to become a valuable part of society. They came here to take advantage and rape, plunder, and pillage. That's what they're here for. And if anyone thinks that's mean or not sensitive or you know what? You can go take a flying there. You can do well because well, wait a minute. hold on, hold on a minute. So, did you did you see what what I put up on Twitter? On, yes. on X, I, yeah. I, I found the story about this check that was on an American air flight. Did you? Yeah, saw it. No, just on an American air flight from Phoenix to JFK. Uh, Eva Vlaster Dingerbrook broke. Butchered that. Go to Alpha Sierra two eighty eight and X, and you know, see what I retweeted. If you want, but hmm. I was just on an American at American air flight from Phoenix to JFK seated next to a guy who was already acting very strangely at the gate and was being questioned by police officers. Once we were in the air, he started telling me he was an illegal migrant from Romania that he'd gotten into the U S from Mexico into Texas by crossing the Southern border and that he was selling drugs. Wonderful. He very well could have been on drugs as he was talking to me, considering how bizarrely he was acting. Okay, so she thinks he was on drugs because he was acting strangely. Got it. Okay. Right. How he got onto the plane to New York was completely unclear to me. He told me he told me he had a DD account and a legit, which he said was a wallet that he got super easily online for two hundred dollars, but it was invalid. He said they let him through anyways because they don't ask for anything here in America. 
When I asked the crew how it was possible that he was allowed to board the plane, they said they didn't know. They tweeted Is that, that plausible that. deniability? <laughs> well, they tweeted, well, the crew on the plane and the gate agent, they don't check IDs. That's the TSA's job. Right, right, right. You're, you're correct. It's the TSA's job to make sure that, and, and I've, I've witnessed this myself. I told us, we were talking about this in a previous time we were chatting here on the Signal 50 podcast, and I said there were two kids, yeah. 14, 15, they're kids, who were clearly not supposed to be in the, in the country, let alone traveling, didn't have an ID, was in the pre-TSA line, and they're being shoveled right through. And you're right. Gate agents and, and flight crews do not check licenses. They look for boarding passes. Because all that screening is supposed to happen before you get into the sterile area right. of an airport. Well, right. We, 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 we all, <coughs> I had to show my ID. You have to show your ID. Yep. But they don't. They don't. It's BS. It's total BS. So who works Who works for me? Who you, works for me? People that live in, yeah. live in the Bronx. Live in the South Bronx. These are, these are, these are some second, mostly first-generation Americans that have immigrated here from the, Democrat, uh, the, the Dominican Republic, mm-hmm. the DR. They spent years and years and years trying to get through the system, get their green cards, get their citizenship, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, right? Yep. They are so pissed off at what's going on in New York City with these illegals. You have no idea. These ladies are super pissed. Because their kids' youth centers are all being turned into refugee centers. Right. They've taken away all the facilities for the American kids that our tax dollars paid for. Yep. They're just giving everything away. Do you think people are sick and tired of it yet? I'm telling you something. I... You know, these, these, these folks that work for me, generally we get along very, very well. I mean, they're, they're super nice people. And they're super smart. We've never had a political discussion before ever, and I didn't, of course, bring it up. Well, you're management. You're not allowed to. <laughs> well, and I was just like, I was shocked. Mm. I was shocked. I was like, they're like, we need Trump back. He actually had a a rally in New York City. South Bronx. South Bronx. Right down where And how many where, how many of your workers went to the Trump rally? I don't know the answer to that question. I never asked. But they I never want thought Trump back. I'd never I would never ask. I know. None of my but business. they're telling you that they want Trump back. Is that is that correct? They all want Trump back. See they love him. So this is the message, everyone. This is the message. Get out and vote because our country depends on it. And as I've been saying for a very long time, experiential learning, going through an, an, an experience where you come out of it and say, you know what? 
I'm tired of banging my head on the wall. Well, I right really now, am. Let me, let me tell you what drives the point home for these ladies, right? These are first-generation Americans. They came here with their spouses, and they had children here that became citizens, obviously. As they were going through their citizenship process, they their immigration process that they paid money and time for, they have kids, right, that are citizens, or they become citizens, have their children, whatever. They all have they all have children about 16, 14, 15, 16 years old. Mm-hmm. These are a little bit older ladies, 35, 45 years old that work for me. They all have children that are older, high school age children. You know what the number one concern is? What? I heard one lady talking in Spanish a mix of Spanish and English. The the nasty stuff was in, in Spanish because she thought maybe I wouldn't understand that. <laughs> she said, this fucking guy is going to get my children killed in a war. Yep. Yeah. We want Trump back because there wasn't any war. What does that tell you? So it is clear. It is clear as the day is long that people are association, associating Biden with warmongering and looking to start a war to cover up their crimes because it's well, a huge distraction. Well, at a street level, I don't think that anybody's concerned about covering up crimes. No, no, no. I'm saying I'm looking at it from a 60,000-foot view, but you're right. These people here are concerned about their family members being sent over to a war in some far off land when it's actually going to turn out to be right here in this, in this country. Well, they're concerned about their children. Yes. They're, they're concerned about their children. They're concerned about their children's futures. They're concerned that, you know, holy shit, my paycheck doesn't go as far as it used to go. Or, you know, huh, holy shit, my health insurance just went up another $200 a month. How do I afford that? Or, Wow, my grocery bills are 35% higher than they were this time, you know, two years ago. You know, these people are getting, it's, it's death by a thousand cuts. Yes. For people that are, that are just trying to do their best they can. Every time the government, you know, the government's there to keep everything else out of your way. Every time these people turn around, the government does something to screw them. Screw all of us. Screw all of us, but they feel it the most. The people that they pretend that they love and they want to help, they are screwing to death. They are literally fucking these people out of existence. That's right. With their bullshit. This is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Yes. Another thing that these ladies and, and all the people that I work with who are perfectly 100% legal or on the pathway with a green card, they can work and they're authorized. We do e-verify. We're 100% compliant. They are so pissed off about the illegals. They are so pissed off. Mm. Because what kind of hell did they have to go through just to get to where they are right now? No. Well, How much money not, are they spending well, to get well, to where they minute. are right now? Well, wait, it's even before any of that. Do you know what they say? What? 
These are people that live in this community. These are people who live in communities where these illegals come to because they're Spanish-speaking communities. They try to blend in. They say they emptied the prisons. These are all criminals. They're all members of the cartel. They're all gang members. They're all problematic. They're all violent. Yes. These aren't people here looking for work. These are people here to create chaos. Correct. And they're going to use your own laws to screw you. But how? Because you let the snake in the tent. And screw you and how. That's correct. Oh, and how, baby. These, even these, these lovely Dominican women can sit there and they can tell you. And you know, I know. It doesn't make any difference. These people don't have master's degrees. They don't have doctorates. These people probably just made it through high school. Doesn't mean they're not, they don't have wisdom. Right. Well, they have a ton. That's my point. That ha, that's right. They have a ton of wisdom. They have, they have a, a ton, ton of, of experience. Wisdom. A ton of experience. And we value their input. We value oh. what they have to say. Oh, no, no, no. Their input is far more valuable than mine because they feel this shit the most. They see it. They're not stupid. Everybody gets it. No, but Biden's ilk think they, they are. They're not. No, 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 I'm not saying. Well, I'm that. not saying they are. I'm saying Biden and the rest of the elitists think that they are. Well, the problem we're having is the these people think that they're trying to help people like the people that work for me. They're not. They're they're hurting them the most. So, when wouldn't it be safe to say that government's job should be to stay the hell out of our lives? You think people are getting it now? Oh, I know that the people that I work with who who I would have never thought for a minute would ever raise any kind of a political discussion, especially with me, you know, I, I was shocked. Well, wouldn't you be a little stunned? I mean, I, I'm not I'm not as stunned as you are, because my my experience in, in my day to day. I come, I come in contact with a lot of people, and it doesn't matter socioeconomics. They all need, you know, health care. And I am hearing it more and more from people that I'm shocked that they'd even say it. They say, we want Trump back. We hate Biden. We can't afford groceries. We can't afford the heat. Our page, you know, I'm on a fixed income. I can't afford what's going on. They, they're being bled dry, and they're being bled slowly at the same time. It's a torture for these people to have to go through this. Electric oh, bills that are through, you know, they have electric heat. Can you imagine oh, yeah. what an electric bill would be for these people? $400, $500 a month because there aren't electric heat? Well, I have electric heat in my home. I have a heat pump because I live in a temperate climate and we don't have gas service here, which mm. is a a blessing and a curse, right? It, it really is a curse. I like gas appliances. However, um, my electric bill has been actually fairly stable for the past several years, and I don't understand why. Well, key word here, temperate climate versus the northeast climate, which has been in the 20s. Understood. Been cold here too, buddy. Well, the best heat is, pro, is gas. It has well, the most bang for the buck. Yeah, well, we're trying to outlaw that, but but anyhow. Well, that's why they're doing it, because they can they can wipe out an entire population 
with with solar panels and windmills that don't do shit. I don't think anybody's buying that shit anymore, man. No, I really, I don't think anybody's buying that. No shit. one wants I mean, it. I'm not going to buy it. I'm not. I'm not getting into it unless you're in the desert and you're you're on. You have sun every day. They're still okay, only twenty seven percent effective. So this is another. You know, let's do a segment called more brilliant bullshit from the government. <laughs> okay, that's what we're going to do right now. It's more brilliant bullshit. Right. We're going to mandate that you uh, put this shit on your roof and you you put these highly uh, reactive, flammable, explosive battery packs in your house uh, and you spend money you don't have on an electric car that you don't want. And when the battery dies, well, that's going to be $60,000 for you to... Uh, you know, in the next two years, that's sixty thousand dollars to replace on a ninety thousand dollar car. So you're going to have to get another car at ninety thousand dollars, and you're already in the hole. Where does it stop? Well, that that part of it, I can tell you, is not going anywhere up by me. Because you can't have an electric car in this cold weather. It do, it just doesn't no, work. It don't work. It doesn't work, work. First of all, I don't know. All the all the electric trucks, those F one fifty or the lightnings, whatever they're calling them, are still sitting on lots throughout the country. No one's buying them. First of all, they're too more, expensive. More brilliant bullshit from the government. That's right. So the model of where the government creates a problem, then swoops in and tries to fix the problem and point to everyone and say, Look, we fixed it. Well, when, they when, caused when, it in the first place. Well, when is it? Uh, when is it that the uh, government's going to jump into the automotive business and and save all those jobs that they they probably have cost because of the expenditure in capital to go to electrics that like Ford and Chevy made that have been completely unsuccessful. Okay, the only successful fully electric car maker is Tesla, and their cars are shit. Mm-hmm. They're cool, but they don't last. No, they and they're shit. They're shit. I, I, they, they have more bells and whistles on it than anything else. I mean, they drive themselves. They, they're but they're junk. I, I spend a lot of time in Ubers, man. Yeah. When I travel, because I don't rent cars in New York City. Smart. If I'm going, if I'm well, right. If I'm going to dinner, I'm in an Uber. Okay. I'm going to dinner. I'm in an Uber. If I'm uh, going somewhere, I'm in an Uber. Period. Full stop. I've been in a lot of Teslas. I think they're cool, but man, they fall apart. Mm. Don't last. And the drivers think they're great until they have a problem with them. Like the biggest complaint is the motors burn out. Motors burn out. Yep. <laughs> thousands and thousands of dollars to replace them. Wow. Thousands. Because each. Each each wheel has a motor to it. Yeah, that's how uh, some some of them do. Uh, they have a, a single or, or dual motor, dual motors with transmissions that split power. Oh, so there's a dual motor motors. on the front and the motor on the back, and yeah. the power is split between two, both the passenger side and driver side wheels. Some of them may have more than one or more than two. I think some do have them on all wheels, but not all of them. I'm not sure on all the Teslas, but let me tell you something. The biggest complaint is they, uh, they're they incredibly expensive to operate. 
they're incredibly expensive to operate. And how long do they take to charge? It's not how long it takes to charge as much. The the complaint of the Uber drivers is, I can't believe I paid $110,000 for this fucking thing. Mm. And it's only going to last me two years. Wow. I got to drive a lot of goddamn Uber pickups to pay for this fucking thing that I got myself in over my head on. Wow. Because I thought it would be cool for doing Uber in. Wrong. They're all regretting. They have zero resale value. That's true. Zero. And I'm waiting. Like, I'm waiting for the day when all these cars have to be turned in, and there's going to be a service charge for you them to get rid of the car because no toxic. one's going to take them. It's toxic waste. That's exactly right. <laughs> Cobalt, lithium. It's all heavy metals. It's terrible. It's great and, for the environment, though. Just great. I think people are waking up to the fact that these these electric cars are useless and they're waste of money and it needs to end now just so everyone knows i refuse to buy or get into these electric hybrid horse shit i don't do it i went and found myself a v6 electronic fuel injected multi-port engine and a nine-speed transmission to it and that's it i don't want direct injection i don't want turbo i don't want any of that stuff no. More things to go wrong. I'm looking for a, I'm looking for a Sequoia or a Tundra. Pardon me. Mm-hmm. A tundra. I'm looking for a Tundra. I'm on the prowl. Someday I'll come across one. Yep. But they have resale value. So get ready to pay for them. Well, get what you pay for, baby. That's right. If so Lexus something else truck, I want to bring if up. Lexus made a pickup truck. I'd own it. <laughs> I mean, they could take a Tundra and make it into a Lexus, uh, what is it? What do they call them? L, you know, uh, what are the numbers? ES, ES 1050 or something? No, we don't. <laughs> no, uh, uh, the dark side over here on the Lexus side, we don't have any, uh, we don't have any numbers that go high enough to cover that one. That's one frame size too big. Mm. Yeah, that's um, that's I wanted to bring up, I want to bring up this, uh, little, so the right now, there's a lot of investigations going on uh, in Congress right now. Oh, yeah. Even you know we have a two we have a two member Republican lead right now in the, in the Congress. Until we screw that up, well, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't count on the Republicans winning anything, but they're they're doing okay for right now. And they have a subcommittee right now on the efficacy and safety of vaccines, not just. COVID, the famous blunder of them all, but and one of the one of the interesting things I was reading about from from this subcommittee, and that's not like the full committee of the Ways and Means or whoever watches over the FDA, but so they were talking about vaccines in particular and the VAERS reporting system, um, vaccine uh, incident system where providers patients can all go and report certain complications and things that happen and specifically the there was specifically looking at the ver system and how reliable it is and what the, what's going on with it and looking at covid and how the ver system 
totally underreported what was going on. We we proved that by our report on the signal50.com website. You can go there and you can read it. But the VAR system reported before, before I'm talking about mandating a vaccine. Uh, you know, if you want to get a vaccine, you want to get one for shingles, you want to get one for the flu, you want to get one for, I mean, don't, I wouldn't. Anyway, there there's all kinds of vaccines out there. And the way you report is through the VAR system, which is the only thing the government has. So let's talk pre-COVID-19 vaccine implementation. There's about 20-something thousand. I'm going to use round numbers. You don't even know. It's just 20,000 or so incidents from vaccines, flu shots, measles, mumps, rubella, you know, certain certain things. In 2021, after Biden took over and mandated mandated COVID-19 shots. Remember all this, everyone? How you had to have a shot or you had to get it so you can keep your job or you can go wherever because Biden mandated through OSHA and mandated through a bunch of other stuff because technically they really can't mandate anything. But So after they mandated the shot, all of a sudden 700, approximately 705,000 Severe, you know, various incidents of issues that arise arose from the COVID nineteen shot. How's that strike you, Alpha? All right. And after after people said, "Screw this! I ain't getting any more boosters." And you know, I, I will tell you a story here in a second, Alpha. This is really important. After the people said, "Screw this! I'm not getting it anymore. I don't care what the government says," it went back down to two hundred something. Thousand, not seven hundred, but down to two hundred thousand. It's continuing to go down now because people aren't running out to get these shots. What does that tell you? Is there a problem with the with the COVID nineteen shot? Yes, there is. Well, wait a minute, wait a minute. I I I I, I work with a gal. She works for me. Uh, since I'm remote, I, I share an office. Mm-hmm. So this kid, she's she's a good kid. Um, wears a mask. She's gotten every booster because she's in the healthcare field in New York City as a full-time, you know, she's going to school to do something. And they've mandated her to have all this crap for the clinical setting and all this other bullshit. She looks at me. She's wearing her mask. She says to me the other day, she says, I've had COVID four times. I said, oh, well, how's that mask working for you, kid? She's like, she just started doing math in her head. Mm-hmm. I'm like, you've had all the boosters and stuff, right? She's like, well, yeah, I've had to. I'm like, stop. Just stop. I'm like, does it work? She's wearing a mask around like that's going to protect her, okay? Masks don't work. We already saw the studies on it. <laughs> She's had COVID four times. Yes. Holy shit. Come on. So I have a friend of mine who works for cardiology practice locally here and the cardiologists are fit to be tied with this COVID vaccine. They tell their patients, do not go and get them. I'm telling you, this is what they're doing. This is it. This is, this is first line experiential learning right at its finest. So even the cardiologists, cardiologists are saying, do not get vaccines for COVID. Do not, do not, do not, do not. Why? Because myocarditis is the biggest problem that they're seeing amongst 20 year olds right now. 
Seriously. Seriously. So these maniacal fucking parents in school districts are have killing their kids. Fucked our kids. Yes. Yes. And they still are. Over something that was never a threat to them to begin with. No, because the the C uh the CFR came out and shown that it wasn't a four percent death rate that the Chinese were touting that people were dying four percent from this from their released you know illness. Point two six percent. One quarter of one percent, which is roughly the same as a really tough flu season. And let me tell you, uh, I will say it again as I tell my patients. It's not the flu. It's not COVID that kills patients. It's the complications thereof. What happens? A virus, remember, as we get older and people that have compromised immune systems, they're not what they used to be. It doesn't work like it used to. And there's only one track mind that the immune system has. You can only focus on one thing at once. Doesn't multitask very well. So the minute a virus takes it, it takes hold. What do you think the bacteria are doing right now? Because the immune system is busy fighting off a virus. Oh, they're occupied, man. We're busy. Oh, the here. bacteria just has a field day. They start pneumonias. They start urinary tract infections, and they start sepsis. That's what people die from. So you right. don't die because that. of COVID. You die well, with it. Yeah, right. And then if you're elderly, you wind up in the emergency room, you can't breathe. What's the first thing they do is they force air in your lungs and they pop your alveoli. That's right. They pop, okay. and, and that's the worst thing you can do because now you've just started off a whole cascade system known as death. Um, well, it's an inflammatory process. It's not shut down because we don't have enough vitamin D on board. So there you have it. That's what's going on. Essentially, everybody in the population of the United States is vitamin D deficient. Go get vitamin D3 and start taking it. I'm not a doc. I'm not, I'm not giving you medical advice. I'm just recommending that you do some research and go figure it out and talk to your doctor. But get vitamin D. Take one. A day. As directed by a the day. bottle that Correct. you can buy over the counter. $7 for 90 days. Just saying. Go to Costco. Save yourself a bundle of money. Buy a year's worth for seven dollars. <laughs> that's 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 reality, everyone. Uh, it's just, it's crazy. It's and crazy. When you talk about crazy and and uh, total disrespect, I I think I was more, I was more ashamed of what our what our so called leaders are doing these days. Hold on, before you go there, hold on. I have a question for you while right. we're on the whole COVID thing. What is the drug? It's it's slipping my mind that they're giving people now. Oh, um, Plovaxin. What is it? It's called um, pro, uh, Plovaxin. It's supposed to be an anti. Paxlovid. Paxlovid. Sorry, I, I don't Tell use me what's it. What's going I won't on there? It. I've I've heard some horror stories about this Paxlovid lately. It is terrible. The side effects, the interactions with other medications, the Efficacy meaning it doesn't do shit. Doesn't doesn't stop COVID. Tamiflu is just as bad, and maybe it'll stop it a, a day shorter. You don't need, you know you don't really need it. But no, I was just I just saw something where uh, somebody had COVID. They gave him Paxlovid, and it was it was more than one person that was mentioned in the article. It seems to be happening more and more where people are having 
really serious reactions as Paxlovid and it's doing real damage. You mean like to kidney them. failure? Yes. 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 Kidney failure. Like I'm in renal failure. Now I need dialysis once a week. Right. It well, kills. No, three times a week. Oh, three times a week. Well, well, all right, whatever. So yes, that is exactly right. My friend, they, it shuts down your kidneys. It interacts with medications. It shuts down livers. It's not good stuff. I'm telling Can you. Can I ask you what what does what does hydroxychloroquine and ivermectin do? Uh, they are actually antiviral and anti-inflammatory medications. They work wonders, they and they're kidneys? very safe. What do they do to your kidneys? Nothing. What do they do to anything? Nothing. Well, yeah, yeah. there you go. And it works. <laughs> Except I can't prescribe it because, God forbid, yeah. a pharmacist can fill it. Six cents a dose versus $600 a dose that the government reimburses the pharmaceutical companies for. Right. It's all a scam. Cause the problem, fix the problem, kill the people in the process. Doesn't help. Don't. Right. Excuse me. They cause the problem. They think they're fixing the problem, but really what they're doing is they're hurting everyone in the, in the process. Oh, it's insane. It's just insanity. It's just, it's just rinse and repeat disaster, right? That's correct. You're right. Now, one other thing that I, we want to talk about before we come up on the 50-minute mark here on the Signal 50 podcast, and I want to talk about how people that I used to look up to, judges, attorneys, although attorneys, once I got older, have figured out there are some good ones and there's some not-so-good ones. But prosecutors always, I respected the prosecutors because they're the ones that enforce the law. But all of a sudden... Thanks to George Soros and his intervention, maniacal plan, has Fannie Willis standing, sitting in a courtroom, blaming everyone else using the race card instead of telling the truth and taking responsibility for being unethical and going after President Trump with totally bogus charges. Well, wait a minute. And this oh. wouldn't this wouldn't woman wouldn't know what the truth was if it bit her on her very ample backside. <laughs> well, uh, not only not only would she not know what the truth is when it would bite her in her... Her derriere. Derriere. I'll be nice, I guess. But to listen listen to her... her sanctum... Uh, her, her sanctimonious... evil... Lying <laughs> hatred spewing she, out of she, her lips. She, it's she, terrible. Hold on, hold on. She just she just got up there and pulled. Y'all are black. Why are you doing this to a black person? I know. She pulled the race card out. Like, what the? What are you talking about? The worst part about this whole thing, it's it's not the affair. It's not the lying. It's not that that's really bad in the in the whole context of this thing. But the what's really bad is the money. That was the that was taxpayer money. She laundered taxpayer money for her own benefit. Now, through her boyfriend. Let me ask you a question, Alpha. If you if you had the oh, IRS shit. banging, if you had the IRS banging down your door, right, and they're asking for receipts, do you think the excuse that Fannie Willis gave on the stand that she paid cash and and has her dad come in and who's a Black Panther, by the way? So I wonder where she got all this shit from. Yeah. Children learn what they live. I get it. I have I have six months worth of cash in my house. What kind of horseshit is that? 
That woman doesn't have two nickels to rub together or a window to toss them out. My understanding is she's got thousands in tax liens out against her. She's in way over her head. And I have six months worth of cash. Where'd it come from? Uh, $650,000 salary to her boyfriend. did the did the did the did the Brinks truck stop off at your house without a receipt and just drop off eighteen grand in cash? Unbelievable. There's no These receipts people. to prove it. There's no withdrawals. Nothing. She makes a couple hundred grand a year. That's a respectable salary. Okay. Yeah, if you're not paying taxes, depend to, to you know pay your pay your fair share. Oh, they just want you to pay your fair share, man. That's right. They're, they're, they they're not expected. Can, can you believe if it wasn't for stupidity, they they and if they would have paid their taxes, we'd never know. They all gotten stuff. away with it. They would have gotten away with it. So this this Fanny Willis chick, she just cracks me up. <laughs> it, it not in a good way. No, it's like when you look up chutzpah yeah. in the dictionary. There's her picture. Right. It's like I'm black. I'm entitled to this money. That's the end of it. Why are you yelling at me? Because you're going after President Trump with bullshit charges. That's why. (laughs) Should be. Look, I I think that you and I both have a bit of idealism, you know, that runs through our veins because, you know, it's good to be an optimist sometimes, but Mm -hmm. life has handed me a plate of pessimism. (laughs) I doubt highly anything is ever going to happen to these people. Well, I doubt highly. So you think the judge is going to let her go? What's the judge going to do? He's probably going to file a bar complaint, and she'll have to duke it out with the Georgia bar. That shouldn't be a lot of fun for her. She's she going to have be removed a lot from of the case. But what should happen is she should be removed oh. from the case. The sure. case should be dropped. You know, she's trying to hold on to these lies because they want Trump indicted. Uh, excuse me. They want him convicted. And after this dog and pony show, you think this is going to hurt President Trump, even if he gets convicted? He just got a three hundred and fifty million dollar bill, baloney, you know, oh. uh, uh, law, you know, oh. Uh, oh. fine placed on him for a perfect bank transaction. Perfect. <laughs> Nobody <bank> got transaction. hurt. <laughs> it's insane. Well, hold on a minute. Hold on to that for a second. Right. Remind me to come back to that in a quick second because I I, I figured something out and I, I learned something a minute ago. It's going to crack you up. But this. This whole Fannie Willis deal, it's like they picked the absolute keystone cops of bad guys. Mm. I mean, if these people had a head on their shoulders and they picked relatively competent people, they might have pulled this shit off. The problem is, is that these grifters in D.C. that pulled this whole shit on Trump, Mm -hmm. they only associate with fellow grifters. And what at the end of the day is always going to give you away. It's the money. Right. Eventually, follow the money. Somebody always catches up to you. Right. It's just a matter of time, right? Hey, you and I have both worked for organizations where other organizations, just like ours, had somebody that was on the inside and embezzled four, five, six, seven hundred grand over the past five years. Nobody caught it until somebody followed the money, right? Right. Audit. Don't think it's hard to do because I've seen relatively sophisticated people get taken like that before, you know, right. embezzled. So 
That's insane. So go back to what you were saying about the $350 million fine, and I'm going to tell you what's going on. So $350 million fine that comes down from whatever judge moron from New York City. God, that guy's a creep. So did did you hear that President Trump was able to uh, he got truth the true social which he's 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 an owner of you know financial you know financial benefactor of was bought out by this other company for four billion dollars something like that <laughs> <laughs> so but I, I, I he's still gonna, he, he should he should still appeal this decision. This is ridiculous. It's a witch hunt. It's it's persecution, and they should give more money back to President Trump for all the time that they wasted. Oh, 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 but hold on a minute. Hold on a minute, though. Just hold on. Can you imagine the visual, though? You know, he just kind of rolls in to pay the fine. You know, he rolls in. He's got like twenty guys carrying big ass duffel bags, like the like the a bank job and he dumps it all off and cash says, yeah, man, I just cashed out a couple of stocks I had in true social. I got this covered lunches on me, boys go fuck yourselves. We're moving the whole operation to Florida. Wow. Yeah. But yeah. here's the problem. There's no victim in the, in the, in the crime it's be over. and the money should, you know, your, your, these, these restitution should go back to the victim when there's no victim. Well, it's just a state. Right, the states what they're going to pay off. What, what are they going to do with three hundred fifty million dollars? They're going to pay the pension plan that they they can't afford. They're going to pay their own pockets or pay for the illegals. I mean, this is crazy. So, do you want to hear something beautiful about this whole thing? What's that? I don't know if you heard about this. Do you remember like the truckers got really pissed off at Justin Trudeau during the whole you know yes, COVID thing? I remember that and they created all sorts of havoc up in Canada. Eventually, yeah. they. They got punished really badly, and a yeah, lot they of got their bank them. accounts shut down. Oh, they yeah. had their yeah. licenses yanked. Yeah, sure. Well, the American truckers have learned their lessons from the Canadians. Oh, here's what's going to happen. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. It's happening. They're gonna. They're but not going to deliver anything in New York City. Not for three years. <laughs> the independent owner operators association is like, we don't need to haul loads into New York city. We're not hauling loads into New York city. Starting there's Monday. No, there's no benefit for us to haul loads into New York city until you drop this shit. And you know what? Starve. I would say that about 85% of the truck fleet out on the road is all owner operators. That means the drivers either own or lease their tractor and they contract to deliver loads for a price. They bid on them and they pay off the loan and they run their truck like a business. Wow. That's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Some guys can make it work and make a decent living and you know, some fail obviously, but it's a free market economy. These guys don't have to do shit. I'm an independent owner operator. I don't have to take that load into New York City. You got one going to North Carolina? Yep, I'll take that one. Wow. That one going to New York City? Fuck that thing. Let that lettuce rot right there. I'm not taking it. The next independent owner operator comes to pick up the load. Hey, man, I need you to take this New York City. You want to bid on this load? Nope. <laughs> 
or it's going to get so expensive to get commodity products into New York City, the whole city is going to implode. You got a whole bunch of mouths to feed because a bunch of illegals are sitting around sucking up the resources. I got news for you. Imagine when the fuel truck drivers don't want to go into New York City and deliver fuel. Those are independent owner-operators too, you know. So when's the next time you have to go to New York City? Uh, I don't know yet. Well, coming up on an hour here on the Signal 50 podcast, we uh, covered a lot of things, and uh, it'll get better. Trust me. I believe in it. So anyway, I'm at Bravo Golf 592. You can find me on X, Twix, whatever we're calling it, at, at Signal 50 Podcast. That's what we're under. Find our shows there. You can go to Signal50.com and you can check out our report that we talked about during the show again. You can also catch my buddy old pal at Alpha Sierra 288 on X posting all the time you can also check us out on you can check me out on Truth Social and on Getter don't get much activity there but anyway thanks a lot for well, listening and please make sure you subscribe and share Alpha you got some people to remember yeah. thanks I'd like to thank our members of the armed services for uh, doing what you do appreciate it our uh our heartfelt sympathy squad for law enforcement, the fire community in Loudoun County, Virginia, and Burnsville, Minnesota, especially tonight. Been a tough couple of days for everybody, so uh, our prayers are with you. Amen. Um, thanks for what you do. Be safe out there, everybody. Thanks a lot. Thanks. Until next time, everyone. We'll see you on the next show of the Signal Fifty Podcast. Take care.